Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. The Grinch did not steal Christmas. Here's the millennial with the mic. They want you to say Grace. Grace Curley. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Grace Curley Show. I can't believe it's already the last hour on this gorgeous Thursday before Christmas. And we have a lot more to get to. Um, I have a story here about the latest vandalism from a pro-Palestinian activist in Boston. We're going to talk about that. We are also going to talk about the southern border and so much more. But I'm really excited because yesterday we we talked a lot about the decision out of the Colorado Supreme Court to bar former President Donald Trump from the ballot in Colorado. And we haven't talked a lot about it today because I was saving it. I was saving it for my next guest, who I know my listeners love, Caroline Levitt. She's part of the Trump Super PAC. She's a spokesperson. She joins us now. She also fills in for me quite a bit. Caroline, thank you for coming on. Merry Christmas. I'm going to give you the floor here. What is your reaction to yesterday's news about Donald Trump? Well, Merry Christmas to you too, Grace, and the whole squad over at the Howie Parr Radio Network, and thank you for having me. You know, I was just as shocked as every single one of your listeners to hear of the Supreme Court's decision out of Colorado. Just absolutely crazy. It's insanely unconstitutional. And if we just t- take a step back and think about this, wh- what what's happening here? We have... Four partisan judges, four Democrat-appointed judges who sit on a court in one single state that have ruled that the leading candidate for the next election is not allowed, is barred from being on the ballot in that state, despite the fact that millions and millions of people in that state support him and across this country, and despite the fact that they are drawing this conclusion based on something that... The guy has never even been charged with, never mind convicted of. It's really just unbelievable when you take a step back and think about the moment we're living in in this country. But, of course, as someone who works for the Trump Super PAC, someone who voted for him before, is planning to vote for him again, and just as as an American, it's deeply concerning to me. It's distressing. It makes me realize again and again that they are going to do everything they possibly can to ensure that sleepy Joe Biden can remain in the White House next November. And it really is just up to we, the people, Grace. I mean, like, we are the last line of defense. The New York Times said it out loud this morning. I put this out on my Twitter or my, my X page. They had an article saying that the Democrats are relying on American institutions to stop Trump next November rather than having him face Joe Biden at the ballot box. I mean, they are admitting out loud that they are going to use political lawfare to prevent him from being on the ballot. That's deeply concerning and it's scary, but we can't let us, we can't let that deter us 
We have to continue to fight and speak truth and, of course, get out and vote like our lives depend on it. We are five weeks away from the New Hampshire primary, and that's our first chance to my fellow Granistators to send a very strong message to these four partisan hacks out in Colorado, to Jack Smith in D.C., to Letitia James in New York, that we are not going to be silenced. We are not going to be scared away from not supporting uh, the former president of the United States, and we have a right to vote for him period. And I pray that truth prevails, but it is certainly a scary time in this country. And that that ruling was nevertheless shocking to me and I know to so many. Well, Caroline, we see a lot of times when it comes to these indictments, when it comes to these shocking uh, updates we get uh, from whether it's the justice system or from just Trump's political enemies, that a lot of times this does give Trump a a boost in the polls and the fundraising. Can you give us any inside scoop? Uh, Have you heard of any of the numbers coming in? Has the fundraising increased? Has there been a a groundswell of new support for Donald Trump since this news broke? Uh, Certainly, yes. I can tell you that the fundraising is looking really good. I mean, we've never seen this much money uh, pour into our side of things. I mean, not just because of this news, but also over the last couple of months. Because, one, the donor class is finally catching up to the we the people class, the grassroots voters who decide these elections. And they're realizing that Donald Trump is going to be the the nominee of the Republican Party. And if we want to take back the White House, it's about time that we rally around him. And so we've seen a flood of support uh, over the last few months for President Trump in terms of big money checks. But, yes, of course... These witch hunts, they do help with small-dollar fundraising because people are pissed off, for lack of a better term, as they should be. And they want to put their money behind the candidate who is single-handedly fighting all of these indictments and charges and bogus witch hunts uh, tooth and nail. And, you know, I'll tell you, I've been, of course, again, with President Trump since 2016. I've been to many rallies. I worked in his White House. And I was at the rally last week at the University of New Hampshire. I have never seen such a big and enthusiastic crowd as I did last Saturday. It was so inspiring to see so many patriots from across New Hampshire and some from Maine, and I met some from Massachusetts, too, who came to hear the president speak on a Saturday afternoon. It was, it was just an amazing atmosphere inside of that uh, ice arena, and it was filled. Even the fake news media couldn't deny that it was a massive, massive crowd. I believe, and the polling the polling proves my belief that Donald Trump has never been in a better position to win. In the real clear politics average, he is beating Joe Biden right now ahead of the 2016 election. Let's not forget, every poll had him losing to Hillary Clinton. So while they're trying to do everything they can to deter him, his support continues to rise because people are fed up with this. Love Trump or hate Trump, you should be concerned that Democrats are using our American institutions against us to remove your choice from the ballot in 2024. That is the antithesis of what our founding fathers intended for this country. And that's why we are seeing a huge groundswell of support for the Trump campaign and our super PAC and the man himself. I think there's, for a lot of people, there's no question that this was political lawfare and that they're trying to send these four judges, as you mentioned, these four Democrat judges, were trying to send a message. They're trying to virtue signal. They're trying to become the latest heroes in the Democrat Party, and they'll probably be successful with that. 
Um, but what they're doing now, as you just mentioned, they're riling up Trump's base. They're they're kind of firming up Trump's base to feel like he's being uh, persecuted. And then on the left, they're just solidifying what those people already believe, which is Trump is evil. Trump is bad. So my question for you is, what does this do to the independents? Do you guys have a feeling on on how this is going to? Because I think the left is taking a gamble here, Caroline, and saying, OK, so we'll take them off the ballot. And then when people get into the voting booths, they'll, they'll have this thing in the back of their heads that, well, you know, he was kicked off the ballot for an insurrection. You know how people are. They just read the headline. What do you think this is going to do to the people that you guys really need to win an election, the people in the middle? Well, I think here's the deal. Those independents, those Americans in the middle, those that, you know, Grace, they're not as obsessed with politics as you and I are. They're not listening to the news every day. They're not reading every single headline. They're out there raising their families. They are running their businesses. They are not paying attention to every single thing the New York Times and Politico says. Those people are flocking to Donald Trump. One, because, yes, they do see what's going on here with Biden, and they're starting to ask themselves, they've been after this guy now. For eight years. Like, why, right? In 2016, they told us that if Donald Trump was elected president, we'd be in World War III and Kim Jong-un was going to nuke the United States of America. Uh, None of that happened. In fact, Donald Trump was the first president not to get us in any new wars. The economy was booming. My 401k and pension was up. I never heard the word inflation. And I wasn't seeing videos of mass caravans of illegal people flooding our southern border. So life was pretty good, okay, despite what they said in 2016. Now here we are in 2024, and the Dems are running the same playbook but harder. They're not only using political lawfare, but they have one message, and that is Donald Trump is a dictator and his base is a threat to democracy. It's not going to fly because you know why? Voters know how they feel. They remember how they felt under Trump's presidency, safe, secure, and financially prosperous, and they remember how they feel right now under Joe Biden, and that is unsafe, unsecure, fearful that the United States is going to be involved in a World War III, and their sons and daughters are going to be overseas fighting that war. And then, of course, 14% of Americans say that Joe Biden's economic policies have helped them. And frankly, I don't even know who those 14% are. Probably the (laughs) limousine liberals that are riding around in New York and L.A. with Gavin Newsom and Hillary Clinton, okay? But everyday, hardworking Americans and those independents in the middle, they're not going to buy the political law buy into the political lawfare or the one-state propaganda media's message because they remember how they felt. And that is a sales pitch that Joe Biden cannot take away from us. Voters should vote selfishly. They should vote what is best for their families, what is best for this country. And when you're just looking at that plain contrast, Donald Trump wins that every single time. And I think that's why he's winning independence. I'm so glad, Caroline, you brought up new wars, because I don't know if you saw this. I'm sure you have with all the research you have to do uh, being on Trump's super PAC. But there was a story about how Biden did this interview with Conan O'Brien. And I'm going to play a cut later on in the show where they're making fun of Donald Trump. They're calling him Voldemort, he who shall not be named, the other guy. And they actually start talking about the way he talked about Vladimir Putin and the way he handled Russia. And I thought that the exact same thing you 
just said, which is, you know, you can say what you want about the other guy, but there wasn't a war breaking out under his leadership. And that that has to mean something. It might not mean anything to Conan O'Brien or to Joe Biden, but I think it means something to a lot of Americans. Caroline Levitt, thank you so much for coming on. And you know what I'm going to ask you, Caroline. You have the most exciting thing coming up that Howie Carr listeners, that Grace Curley listeners can get involved in. It's actually at the front of our site right now at GraceCurleyShow.com. Tell people about this trip and how they can get involved, how they can sign up for it. Yes, thanks for asking. I'm so excited. It is now less than a year away. We're going to Iceland, baby. So you can go to the Howie Carr Show to check out the details, but we're going to the Northern Lights. We're going to the Blue Lagoon. It is next November, post-2024 election, so Donald Trump's going to take back the White House. America will be its honest way to greatness again, and we'll go enjoy each other's company in Iceland. I'm very excited to try the food, meet the people, and I hope uh, many of our listeners will come along. I hear some spots are selling out. So you guys better go check it out. Hey, it could make a good last minute uh, Christmas purchase for any of the husbands who I know are listening right now and haven't bought their wives anything. (laughs) Buy them this trip to Iceland and it'll be a blast. (laughs) It's so true. It is crunch time for the husbands. And this is a really good gift because all you have to do is click on it online. You can just print out the certificate, print out the the information and show it to your wife and say, this is what I bought you. And I've been thinking about it for months. I've been planning for this for months, even if you just heard about it right now. Caroline Levitt, thank you so much. Oh, one more thing, Caroline. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Home Alone 2. The best. Oh. People say Home Alone 1. People like Home Alone 1, okay? I know there's some big controversy, but there's nothing like seeing him walking through the city, ordering all that all that candy, all that junk. I love it. Home Alone 2. Eating a pizza a in the back of a limousine. And I'm sure you also appreciate the cameo from the other guy, as Joe Biden calls him. I think there's a Donald Trump cameo in Home Alone 2. I don't think there's a Joe Biden cameo in Home Alone 2. <laughs> No, there is not. But I hear they removed it because they're so woke. It's it's just such a shame. So that makes me want to watch the OG one even more. Caroline Levitt, thank you very much. Have a very Merry Christmas. I know you'll be filling in for me soon. I appreciate it. And tell your whole family and uh, everybody in New Hampshire we said hello and uh, enjoy the holiday. One thing about me that you can count on is I'm always chilly. It gets so cold. It gets cold here in the office. It gets cold at my house. And I don't have to worry about it anymore, though. I found a solution. That's what I'm all about heading into the new year, finding solutions for my problems. I get chilly at my office. Here's the solution. Gen 40 heater. You turn it on. It's this sleek and stylish device. It doesn't take up a lot of room. It goes with any decor you may have, and it warms you to the bone. It's the infrared and the convective heat put together. It's going to warm you up. And it's going to save you money. So there's really two great things here. You're saving tons of money on your heating bills. Three great things. You're not fighting with anyone over the thermostats. You can eliminate that stress from your life. And you're saving money when you use Code Grace 50 on the product itself. Because Eden Pure, I don't know what's up with these people. They're just so generous. They're so nice. They want to give you this awesome product for a discounted rate. Grace 50 to get $50 off the Gen 40 heater, and you're getting free shipping. There's so much to love with this. The Gen 40 is amazing. All of Eden Pure's products are great quality, and I can attest to the quality of this product especially because I love to use it at my house. Don't heat up your whole house. Don't even heat up your whole office space. Save money and just heat up right where you are. Stay warm and toasty at your chair or on your couch. Get the temperature higher and the bills a lot lower with the Eden Pure Gen 40 heater. Save $50 for one more week 
with code GRACE50 when you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use code GRACE50 for the Gen 40 heater. We will be right back with your calls. We have a lot more to discuss. I want to talk about the latest act of vandalism, the nativity scene. This is from Boston 25 News. The nativity scene on the Boston Common was vandalized overnight with a spray-painted message that read, Jesus was Palestinian. We'll discuss this and we'll take your calls on it when we come back. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show. Do people realize... Like some days, yeah, the show's great. Some days we do our best and there's always another at bat. But do you all realize that I am constantly giving it 110% when it comes to not singing with the bumpers? Do you know, Emma, how hard that is for me? You've heard me in the green room. I want to sing along with these. Is that against the rules? No, it's against it's against my good sense. Like it's against the logic. People don't want to hear my voice on their radio. That's not why they tune in. I don't know if you, you know this, but people are not fans of my singing voice. No, I know it's a bummer. It's really a bummer, but the bumper music has been on point. Now we're getting people calling in with Christmas recommendations. There's this whole debate that I don't understand about, Oh, and Sean Spicer, he tweeted at me today when I put out our poll, which you can vote in by the way, at gracecurlyshow.com. And he said, Home Alone isn't a Christmas movie. It's a movie at Christmas time. What are we doing? What is that? What, what, what are you talking about? It began with Die Hard. Die Hard began this whole thing. Because there's a scene in Die Hard that takes place at Christmas. So people say it qualifies as a Christmas movie. Correct. I agree with that. I Any excuse, like if I really like a movie and they have a cute Christmas scene in it, I'll watch it around the holidays. It makes me feel festive. Some of the movies that are technically Christmas movies like made for Christmas you get really sick of them really quickly you've seen them a million times so if a movie has a Christmas feel to it but it's not necessarily designed for Christmas time specifically I like those movies even more does that make sense I always wish the notebook had a Christmas scene in it because then I could watch that every year but then could you watch it in July that's a good point. That's a good point because I would never watch a Christmas. Would you ever watch a Christmas movie in July? I'd, ne- I'd, I'd never watch Die Hard in July. The Die Hard debate. I can't even. I've never seen it, so I can't get into it. It's it's not. It's uh, there's so there's so much controversy around Christmas. Okay, what I wanted to talk about though is when we come back, we'll talk about uh, Donald Trump and this decision out of Colorado because here's my thoughts on it. Part of me thinks Trump does a lot better with independents and with people who might not love Trump but would vote for him when he doesn't talk about 2020. Uh, I think polling shows and just, you know, anecdotally from what I've heard, a lot of people don't want to rehash 2020. However, however, then you have a huge part of the base that is concerned that 2020, we're going to get a repeat of that in 2024. And here's something that's changed with me over the last couple of days. Actually, I should know, not the last couple of days, over the last 24 hours. When news broke yesterday that the Supreme Court in Colorado decided to boot Trump off the ballot, 
I started going back to 2020 and how we were told that it was so crazy that conservatives thought that anything suspicious happened. Like, oh, no, the, you know, the, the pipe leaks, that's normal. And Chris Wallace was saying, oh, yeah, they, they're stopping the counting at 1130. That's normal. It never happened before. But they were all a lot of people were trying to convince us there's nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. Not a big deal. And now and I know this is kind of an obvious point, but I still think it needs to be stated now that we have these judges ruling that Trump should be taken off the ballot, I'm like, wait, so this is the extent that you will go to to ensure that he's not president. But the last time around, it was crazy for us to think that anything shady might have happened. Does that make sense? It's like, well, now we know that you'll go to any length possible. So everything we saw the last time around is suddenly becoming a lot more plausible that maybe you did do things that you weren't supposed to do just putting it out there if that makes any sense whatsoever 844-500-4242 plus vandalism in the boston common not the first time won't be the last time but we'll talk about it don't go anywhere I can't remember crazier times in my lifetime. Now more than ever, expect the unexpected with ReadyWise. Always be prepared. At ReadyWise, their mission is to bring peace of mind to their consumers by offering high-quality food and gear at a reasonable price. ReadyWise relentlessly pursues solutions to help you be prepared. Go to ReadyWise.com, enter code HOWIE20 at checkout and receive 20% off your purchase. Or call 800-95-READY to speak with an actual person. That's ReadyWise.com. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. We're going to talk to Howie in just a little bit about this latest prisoner swap between the U.S. and Venezuela. Uh, The trade is already being called into question. It's already being scrutinized by a lot of Biden critics. And, you know, we have good reason to question some of these swaps because he's made them before. And, you know, supplying these countries with not only billions of dollars, but in this case, with a very dangerous person um, in a trade-off for Americans. Uh, it, it's a very, very strange and scary situation. And we'll get Howie's take on it in just a little bit. Today's poll question is brought to you by Perfect Smiles. Don't be fooled by imposters with similar names. If you're unhappy with your smile, you don't have to be. You can visit Dr. Houghton in Nashua. Call one eight four four a perfect smile or visit perfectsmiles.com. Emma, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question is, which of these Christmas movies is the best? The Grinch, the Dr. Seuss version, Home Alone 1 or 2, Elf, A Christmas Story, It's a Wonderful Life, or National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? I love Home Alone 1. I love so many of the quotes from it. You are what the French call les incompetents. Um, that there's just so many great take it easy on the Pepsi fuller. There's a lot of great quotes from that movie. I do love Dr. Seuss, the Grinch. I, I cry when he looks down at the who's and whoville and they're all celebrating Christmas, even without the packages and the boxes. Um, that makes me very happy, but I'm going to go with home alone. Home alone is at the end, at the bottom. What? Yes. You guys have no taste. You have Only no 8%. taste. What's in number one? First place is It's a Wonderful Life with 39%. Uh, 
Second place, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's 19%. And then 18%, A Christmas Story. Okay, very good. Um, All right, now there's a lot of stories out there today. We've been talking about these pro-Palestinian, in some cases pro-Hamas activists, who are getting very violent, very outspoken about the fact that they want a ceasefire. Now, it doesn't matter that Hamas is not going to have a ceasefire. It doesn't matter that Hamas keeps breaking the ceasefires. It doesn't matter that there was a ceasefire up until October 6th, um, none of that matters to these students and far-left radicals because they don't let the facts get in the way of their feelings. They feel this way. And so because they feel this way, we all have to deal with it. We have to deal with it at Christmas tree lightings. We have to deal with it uh, if you try to bring your kid to the mall to get a picture with Santa. You might run into these activists. And now they've taken it up yet again another notch. They're not just blocking traffic now. They've decided to vandalize a nativity scene on the Boston Common. So this is from Boston 25. It says, The nativity scene on Boston Common was vandalized overnight with a spray-painted message that read, Jesus was Palestinian. Video captured by a Boston 25 news photographer showed the message in white paint on the platform that supports the three-dimensional depiction of the nativity of Jesus. A Boston police officer was spotted at the scene. Now, I have a few things to say. But before I do, let me give you another example of some of this activism slash vandalism slash violence that we are seeing. This is from the New York Post. Pro-Palestinian demonstrators. And I, and I know that I'm being a little bit nitpicky here, but that even right there, that drives me crazy. Because if you were pro-Palestinian you would be calling for Hamas to surrender. You would be demanding that Hamas stop building their headquarters underneath hospitals and schools. You would not be tearing down pictures of Israeli hostages. You would not be ruining Christmas tree lightings. That has nothing to do with freeing Palestine, whatever that means, or helping innocent Palestinians. And so even by calling these demonstrators pro-Palestinian, right there we're starting from we're starting off from a lie the jumping off point is already a lie it says pro-palestinian demonstrators stormed the michigan democrats christmas party to confront a lawmaker a lawmaker over his support for israel sparking a melee that left an elderly female party goer hospitalized with two black eyes now i wonder how that's going to free palestine you've got an elderly female Michigan Democrat who's going to a Christmas party. And now she has two black eyes and she's in the hospital. How on earth does that free Palestine? Is It probably frees Palestine as much as throwing a brick through a KFC. Or I can't remember if it was a KFC or a McDonald's. Or uh, spreading red paint on the gates of the White House. Or blocking traffic. On the Brooklyn Bridge. None of this stuff is freeing Palestine. Around 20 to 30 demonstrators swarmed a Detroit bar on Saturday night to interrupt the holiday party being thrown for around 200 people by the 13th Congressional District Democratic Party. The protesters from the Palestinian Youth Movement and Party for Socialism and Liberation were there to confront Representative Shri. T- 
Canander, who had renounced his membership in the Democrat Socialists of America over its support of a hate-filled and anti-Semitic Times Square rally. I don't blame him. That was a good move on his part. This is so strange that these people think they're on the right side of things. They leave an old woman with two black eyes, and yet you're, you are the social justice warriors. You guys are the ones who care. You're morally superior in this, in this entire thing. It's, it's bizarre. I have another story here just to give you an example, though, of how nutty it's getting. So the hostages, there's still a lot of people being held hostage by Hamas. And there are very few celebrities or people with big platforms who are highlighting this issue. And I want to give credit to, first of all, Jerry Seinfeld, who's in Israel, and other Jews in Hollywood who have made a point of not being quiet about this because it's not the popular thing to do right now. Now, the hostages are going around and they're going to the UN and they're going to fundraisers and they're going to events and they're explaining to people what they're going through. Some of these kids are 18 and they're explaining that, well, my mom was released, but my dad's still being held hostage or, you know, my my sister's being held hostage by Hamas or our friend who's an only child and in one case, there's an only child who is being held hostage. Her mom's sick. So her friends go as her representatives to explain to people what's going on, why they need to keep advocating for their friend's release from Hamas. And they're not happy about the fact that they have to go to these places and basically beg people to care and beg people to believe them. Now, what we've seen across the country is people going around and tearing down posters of innocent babies being held hostage by this terrorist organization. And this next story that I'm going to read you, it is so sick. And you cannot try to convince me that these pro-Palestinian demonstrators are, that they care about anyone but themselves, because this is nuts. Okay, so New York police rescue hostages' mom from pro-Palestinian protesters. Police were forced to rescue the mother of an Israeli hostage held by Hamas and guests at a Donna Karen fundraiser after it was targeted by pro-Palestinian protesters. So just try to imagine that for a second. Your daughter is taken. There's a 19-year-old daughter who's been taken by these savages, by these brutal, insane, sick savages. Your 19-year-old daughter's taken from you. And you're going around trying to get people to understand why you need her back. And you get greeted by, I can't say what I want to call these protesters on the air, but you get greeted by these jerks screaming at you and surrounding the building. So much so that the police have to escort you out because these activists using air quotes are making their voices heard. I would lose my mind. I would lose my mind. I would be I would be seething. And I, I want to give so much credit to the families of these hostages and the friends of these hostages because they have so much more class than I do. They are strong, strong people. And I think they know that they have to be to get this message out. But when I tell you I would not have 
the patience for this. It says New York police shepherded attendees into their vans and then drove them away after protesters surrounded the venue. They banged on doors and harassed anyone going in or out. The mother of a 19-year-old hostage addressed the fundraiser. Her daughter was seen in a notorious video shot in Gaza being dragged by a gunman from her hair from a Jeep with a blood-stained tracksuit. Now, one person who was at the event posted, from the moment we arrived at the venue until the moment we left, anti-Israel protesters, more accurately described as Hamas cheerleaders, amassed at every entrance and exit of the venue. It is... I just, I have no words for that. And... And, and these are the same protesters that Joe Biden is, is really considering caving to. Keep that in mind. He's really worried about losing. This is, this is his base. These are the voters that he needs to try to keep. And so when you see him going, well, you know, Israel, Israel really needs to be careful because they're losing a lot of goodwill around the world. That's what he means. He doesn't mean anything about around the world or anything like that. He's talking about these people surrounding the mother of a hostage and screaming at her. That's who he's worried about losing. That's who he's worried about impressing and appeasing. He wants to impress these nuts. Because that, that's what his whole administration is. He was a Trojan horse for the far left progressives. And this is very progressive, isn't it? So progressive. They're Hamas cheerleaders. And they they think they're the progressive ones. I don't think they know much about Hamas. But he's terrified that they're going to turn on him. Remember way back when, think about it. You think back to when Nancy Pelosi said she was being interviewed. And she was asked about the squad. And she what did she say? She said, that's like five people. That's like five people. And she's not wrong. The squad, I think now, it's gained a few more members, but they don't make up a huge portion of the Democrat uh, of Congress. But their followers, the people who follow them on Instagram and on Twitter, the people who buy AOC's expensive Tax the Rich merch, the people who show up at events for these hostages and surround their mothers... There's a lot more than five of those people. I can tell you that right now. 844-500-4242. When we come back, we're going to talk to Howie Carr about this latest prisoner swap. And I want to let people know, though, that we're headed into the Christmas season. And Caroline Levitt was right. There's a lot of people right now, a lot of husbands, not all husbands, but sometimes it's husbands, who are pressing the panic button. And sometimes you just have somebody in your life who it's hard to figure out what you want to buy them. Because you don't want to buy something they're going to waste or that they're not going to want. And I have the perfect gift idea for you. It's Omaha Steaks. Everything you need in a gift is in this Omaha Steaks package. Delicious food. It's thoughtful. You're saving the person a trip to the grocery store. It's not costing you a lot of money, and you're getting a great deal. So the holidays are here, and let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. This is such a wonderful gift, and you know what? We can attest to it here because we get the gift, Emma, for our birthdays, and we all go crazy. We do go crazy, and you know what else this would be good for? That person, instead of saying this year, oh, your gift is in the mail, and then it heading home and quick ordering something, mm-hmm. 
This gift actually shows up in the mail to your door in a almost refrigerated box, right? Right. So this is the gift that's in the mail to give. And you can just print out your receipt. You print it out, stuff that in an envelope, and say, this is what's coming for you. Couple hamburgers, couple beef franks, couple pork chops, couple delicious filet mignon wrapped in steak. What is not to love about that? This is a great gift for everyone in your life because there's something for everyone at Omaha Steaks. It's not just steak. There's sides. There's desserts. And you get a lot. You get a a lot of bang for your buck here. This stuff can last you a very long time. It's so, so yummy. And I always think this is a great gift, Emma, for the 20-somethings, the 30-somethings, people who are on the go a lot, who have a lot going on, and they want to stock up their freezer and just be able to grab something for dinner and it's going to save them a lot of stress. So here's what I want you to do. They're having their 50% off site-wide sale. This is a huge sale. happens every year. You want to go to omahasteaks.com. You want to check out the 50% off. You want to curate this box. And then when you get to the end, when you're ready to check out, you want to use promo code GRACE because I'm going to save you that extra $30 off of the 50% off you're already getting. So again, that's omahasteaks.com. Save 50% off site-wide. Please don't forget to use my code because why wouldn't you want that extra $30 off? That's omahasteaks.com. Use code GRACE at checkout. Minimum order may be required. We will be joined by the captain when we come back. Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore Curly. This is the Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. I did tease this cut. I never ended up playing it. Let me play cut 10 here really quick. This is Joe Biden with Conan O'Brien. The other guy says, we can work with Putin. He's smart. Yeah. The other guy. I like that he's the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's like Voldemort now. His name (laughs) shall not be mentioned. Well, (laughs) good point. I plead guilty. Yeah, in that same interview, they talked about Russia and Putin because Joe Biden's doing such a bang-up job with all of these issues. Now, joining us is Howie Carr. Do we have Howie on the line? I'm here. Thank you, Howie, for joining us. I want to ask you about the latest prisoner swap. You mentioned prisoner swaps yesterday um, and when you were referencing Iran and how many billions we've given them. Now we have this new one, U.S.-Venezuela swap prisoners, Maduro ally for 10 Americans plus Fat Leonard. Can you give us your reaction to this? Uh, how many more times do we have to get rolled by these uh, third world tin pot dictators? I mean, they've emptied out their prisons. They've emptied out their jails. They've sent all these uh, thug paramilitary types across the border. That's who they sent to. That's who DeSantis sent to Martha's Vineyard last year. And they're, they're, they're all over the damn place, uh, you know, up and down the East Coast and elsewhere. These, uh, these illegal aliens, they're all on welfare. They're all criminals. I mean, I, haven't we done enough for Venezuela? It's a very, very good point. I don't think anyone hears about these and thinks, oh, we definitely 
we definitely got a good deal here. You know, whatever he did, we're going to be happy with. Howie, another thing I wanted to ask you, because you are very familiar with how Christmas parties can get out of hand, you know, and you've seen that happen before. Well, there was a brawl involving pro-Palestinian activists at a Detroit Democrat holiday bash. One of the party goers, according to the New York Post, was left bloodied and bruised and in the ER. These peaceful protests from the pro-Palestinian crowd are getting uh, very peaceful, you might say. I Number one, I didn't know Democrats still had Christmas parties. I know. And I, I certainly can't imagine any Palestinians having Christmas parties, right? Well, they I mean, interrupted the, the Christmas party. They weren't attending. I... I don't get it. Uh, you know, Detroit, uh, as bad as Boston has become, as bad as uh, all of the Northeast has become, I mean, Detroit is still kind of like the pits. Once again, seeing it here in this uh, in this event. Yeah, and, and it's crazy to me how every aspect of everything Joe Biden touches in this country just turns to complete you-know-what. And now he's on Conan O'Brien complaining about accuracy in the media, Howie. Uh, again, projection, Grace. You know, I was thinking about this, that, uh, you know, as bad as Jimmy Carter was, you know, he got yeah. rolled on the Marielito boat lift. You know, uh, you know they, they brought in a few thousand criminals from Cuba. I mean, Jimmy Carter was inept, but he wasn't trying to destroy America. The, these people, there was a uh, one of the people from the, uh, the uh, air marshals uh, union today was saying, all this is being done deliberately. And, you know, I think we all think that, but it's nice to hear somebody else saying it in front of Congress, just uh, saying that, it, that it's so obvious. Everything they do is designed to weaken and destroy the United States of America and the people who live here and pay taxes and try to obey the laws. Yeah. And you know what, Howie? I'm glad you brought that up because I've been thinking about that with the news that came out of Colorado yesterday. I thought a lot of the things people talked about in 2020 were outlandish with the election. But now I'm thinking if they'll go to this extent, maybe it's not so crazy after all. Howie Carr is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere.